welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass podcast, where we raise our voices and honor the badass achievements of women in the service industry. Get ready for empowering conversations, inspiring stories, and a whole lot of ass-kicking energy. Join us as we redefine what it means to be bold, fearless, and unapologetically Y-O-U, babe. This is your platform, your community, and your source of inspiration. So buckle up, get ready to rock and roll, and let's show this world just how much we can accomplish. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Kicking Ass. I'm so excited for you to be able to meet my guests today. Um, we've already had our song conversation prior to this podcast uh, when we initially were introduced to one another and just incredible energy between the two of us and the conversations that we had. And I just knew that I needed to bring her onto the podcast and not be selfish and keep her to myself because she's got lots of great information for all of you. So my guest today is Lynn Weaver, and she is the visionary founder of Awareness Elevation, uh, which is a very interesting company. I'm going to let you talk about, Lynn as soon as we get into it so that you can talk about all the nuances that you want to with that because they do several things as far as coaching programs, workshops, retreats, all kinds of things. They speak with schools. They speak to entrepreneurs and corporations, and there's just so much involved. So I'm going to let you do that. But I just love your approach to things. Lynn has an incredible story that I'm going to ask her to share with you so that you can understand who she is and why she chooses to do what she does. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And as you were mentioning, Awareness Elevation is a group of, well, our entire team of certified high-performance coaches through the High Performance Institute. And each of our coaches are really dedicated to their own personal growth and development, as well as being able to bring other people into and through some of the most challenging times of their lives or of their careers or their businesses to be able to really achieve high performance, which by definition is achieving heightened levels of success. So over standard norms for the long term without sacrificing health, well-being, or positive relationships along the way. Mm -hmm. And yes, like you mentioned, we do coaching, we do leadership trainings, we do workshops, retreats, and we've all really been very passionate about speaking and have been speaking in schools over the past several months, um, but definitely go out and speak in businesses and, and business events as well. So cool. I know that when we spoke before, we really had a connection over like making an impact on the youth and really being able to speak to them. I think having teenagers myself and some that are coming up teenagers that is such an incredibly important thing to have happening in our schools. So what is it? Share with the audience kind of what you guys talk about when you do go visit these schools and you talk to these kids. Yeah. So it really does depend on the age level, but we talk to them a lot about ways that they can become high performers or ways that they can achieve the level of success, however that looks like to them, that they want. And Something that we find a lot with our entrepreneurs that we work with as well is that there are four main reasons that people don't achieve their goals or that they might fail. And those reasons really come down to fear, fatigue, frustration, and feeling like they're all alone, that nobody else understands them. And so we go out and really help them, one, figure out who they really want to be. Who are they? Who are you? And who would you be if the world or society or your parents or your friends never told you who you could be or who you really? couldn't be or what's important? Like, who are you at your core and what characteristics do you want to be defined by? Tapping into those characteristics, those traits, and what's really going to take you to that next level. So, so good. And that, I'm sure, too, that translates not only to just the students that you're talking to, but is that mainly the, the basis of, of who you talk to all the time? I mean, from entrepreneurs to moms to, you know, like people that even are tr super, maybe all on the outside, super successful. And a lot of them still are crippled by those same things, too. Absolutely. Is that yeah, what you're seeing a lot? 
It is. Those are the major reasons that everybody, regardless of age, may not achieve their mm-hmm. And so I'm sure, sure. you and, and the listeners can all relate to that. Of When yeah. we look at those four things of fear being one of the, the biggest factors in all of that, it's so many of us want to achieve something. We want to do something. We want to earn something. We want to work towards something. And there's this level of uncertainty that we have in either our ability to accomplish it or that fear of what if we fail. And the way that our brains are wired and really created are for a couple main purposes. One, to move us towards pleasure or something that's going to you know, make us feel good, get that little dopamine hit, and or away from things that cause us pain. So things that may be an embarrassment, something that may cause physical pain. But a lot of it in today's society is really that how do we move away from something that might harm us emotionally? And that's mm-hmm. that embarrassment fail or what is that person going to think of me or you know if I really come out as completely authentic and vulnerable and share what's on my heart am I going to be accepted or am I going to get ridiculed am I going to get rejected and so we start to stack all of these um, experiences on top of each other of times that we've been rejected of times that we haven't gotten a response from somebody that we really wanted to have and after a while, if we don't learn how to really realign our relationship to fear, it can stop us in our tracks. And that's one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs, that's one of the first pieces of resistance that they hit and stops them from pursuing their dreams. Or maybe they don't go all in, or maybe they, you know, I have this plan B just in case. And if plan B doesn't work out, then I've got C, D, E, F, G, because, you know, yeah. it'll be perfect. I can't mess up. And if this doesn't work, then at least I've got a backup plan. But because I've got that backup plan, I'm not all in and I'm not totally committed. For sure. And how many times I've heard this so much, and I actually hear this often in my husband's side of the family. It's like, great, you could go start a business, but what's your plan B? And I'm like, when you're communicating that to kids, you're automatically being like, that's cute. But what are you really going to do? That's what I hear in my head. I am so much of that person that's like, you know, let's go burn the boats and let's take off, you know, and see what happens. And it's so very interesting, the differences between that and the one that hasn't done that yet. But I think to get to the burn the boat stages, you have to take the leaps of faith to where you can start believing in yourself. And that belief is greater than the fear of it. You also learn that you're going to fail a crap ton when you're trying to do that. And that failure then makes you stronger for the next thing and the next thing. So the experience of failure in doing those things is what can get people over fear most that has been my experience is that something that you believe in too absolutely and it's really about how we frame it so one of the things i love when i see the word fail is it's really our first attempt in learning and if we look at it as a learning opportunity then it's not you know i fail i'm done it's over it's all right cool i found a one way that doesn't work How else can I pivot? What can I do? What's one more thing that I can find? What's one more thing I can focus on? What's another way that I can look at this? What's one more step I can take to get me one step closer to my overall goal? And journey to success is not like this. We all like to think this because you hear those, you know, 10 year overnight successes, but you don't see the roller coaster and the all over and everything that they go through to be able to get to that, what looks like overnight success. It really is about the journey and it's about reframing that relationship with something that might stop us in a way that's going to be more effective so that it can drive us forward instead of stopping us in our tracks. Yes. So good. So good. And I want to continue the conversation too on the other things that you listed that are reasons why uh, we talked about this before hitting record on here. This is what you talked about with the kids is exactly applicable to entrepreneurs too. And the reasons why they give up, they fail, they don't hit the milestones that they want to, even if they're still going, you know, what holds them back? What is their anchors? And I know another one of those things that you talked about is fatigue. Can you go a little bit more into that? Yeah. I mean, how many times have you gotten to the end of the day and just been like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I'm so tired and worn out. I'm just exhausted. And anything that I had a goal 
for today, it, you know, it's not as important as me getting sleep or kind of recharging, or I'm not going to be my best. Have you ever experienced yeah. doing that? Yeah. All Everybody has, <laughs> right? Especially as a mom and with teenagers and you're running to, you know, all of their events and all of their um, interests. And then you're yeah. kicking ass running this incredible organization and dealing with employee issues and, and all the other challenges that we kind of talked about last time. And so after a while, that fatigue just really starts to drain on us. Even if you are one of the few people who's really dedicated to getting, you know, that consistent seven to eight hours of sleep, the emotional fatigue can start to take over. And we often don't know how to recognize the difference between emotional fatigue and physical fatigue when it's really just sleep related versus we're frustrated, which drains our energy. There's challenges that are going on that also drain our energy. Um, and the ability to really reframe that, reshape that both emotionally, mentally, and physically. So doing the things that are going to support our overall well-being and give us that energy and just really bring us forward in the way that we need to. Some of those things definitely do include sleep, but what happens when you don't get good enough rest? Uh, there's certain protocols that uh, I, I work with a lot of physicians as well, since my background's in healthcare. And so my surgeons who are on call for, you know, 24, 72 hours, five days, all of the time, um, don't have the luxury of sleeping often. And so we still need them to be highly effective, highly productive, and very, very aware of what's going on so that they can have good patient outcomes. So mm-hmm. that, um, that I found to be really effective is something called non-sleep deep rest, which is just a video that you can find on YouTube. Andrew Huberman, uh, who is a researcher out of Stanford, has several episodes on this as good references. Um, there's a lot of different videos that you can find. It's also called Yoga Nidra. And essentially it puts your brain into the brainwave states that are just like deep rest. And you get about the equivalent effect in 25 to 30 minutes of doing a non-sleep deep rest is what you would uh, three or four hours of sleep. And so it can really help just rejuvenate you on those days where you didn't sleep very well. Other things that you can do are things like breath work. So there's energizing breath work. I know a lot of people, when they talk about breath work, a lot of times it's more around how do I calm my nervous system? How do I get, you know, back into that mental space that's going to help me be more productive and not frustrated and angry. But Equally as important is we can do a quick exercise if you'd like to, um, that can actually really energize you about the equivalent of what you would get out of a cup of coffee and just a few short breaths. Would you want to try it? it. Okay. So it's a little bit silly, but that's part of the point. So just go with it. (laughs) Uh, And for anybody listening (laughs) for the podcast as well, I really encourage you to try this. And we'll actually go through, um, just to really see the differences, if it's okay with you, we'll go through one to kind of calm you down, activate your parasympathetic nervous system, bring you into that state of calm. And part of the reason for that and why this um, first set of breath work is so important is when we get into certain neurochemical states, so emotional states, when we're frustrated, when we're angry, when we're stressed, when we're overwhelmed, when we're anxious, what happens is the neurochemistry that gets developed actually starts to downregulate or inactivate certain centers in our brain that prevent us from being productive, from being empathetic, from rationally being able to think, from focus, all of the things that are going to make us effective. And so if we can instead put ourselves into a calm state, not stressed, happier, you actually start to activate the regions of the brain that do the opposite to where it allows you to be more productive, more focused, more empathetic, more rational, more, you know, able to problem solve. And so this is a really fun exercise that you can do for, you know, just in between anything that is stressing you out to get into a state that's going to really help you be more effective. So if you're ready, we'll start with the one to really kind of create calm and create an intention afterwards. So in a moment, I just want you to close your eyes. I'm going to have you take six really deep breaths. So slow inhale, followed by a really slow exhale. So as you breathe in, um, focusing on, you know, maybe four counts in and six counts out. Just want you to envision yourself releasing tension from your shoulders and from your arms 
And just having it kind of run out of your arms and down your fingertips, kind of like a waterfall. And with this next breath in and breath out, just envision releasing tension from your back, down your thighs. Another breath in and out, releasing tension just down your calves, out your toes. And on this next breath in, I want you to set an intention of how you would feel on your best day ever. Maybe it's excited, maybe it's joyful, maybe it's playful, maybe it's just like you're feeling incredibly accomplished. But as you breathe in, focus on that feeling. Now, as you exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. How do you feel? Lights her. <laughs> I say lighter because it almost was like when I opened my eyes, like it was so much, like it just seemed like brighter, like lighter, but you feel lighter too. I just think when you're focusing on your breathing, your brain kind of shuts off thinking about everything else so much. And it just makes your, like in your it's mind really lighter, real. you feel lighter because you've been breathing properly. You know, and you're not being overstimulated by, you know, with closing your eyes. I think it's really a powerful thing to do. Are you still there? Uh-huh. Can you hear me? Now I can. It froze and you sounded a little bit like a robot for a while. Oh, oh no. I can, can, I can hear you. Can you hear me? No, I kind of can. You keep cutting in and out. So the way this records too, if it's getting a little bit of lag from an internet connection, it might sound like that for a minute. The qual the recording quality will come out fine. We can just splice this part out of it. Okay. I didn't hear your response at all after um, we did the exercise and I asked you how you felt. Oh, okay. Um, it just made me feel like lighter when I opened my eyes. It was just like, um, you feel lighter because you're breathing and you're focusing on breathing. And I think that just clears your mind out anyways. And then you just feel lighter in your body yeah. because you're focusing internally instead of on all the external stuff around you. Absolutely. And you get to kind of choose that inner environment and that inner calm yeah. and the intention behind studying how you're wanting to feel instead of how you were feeling. That is incredibly effective before going into a potentially stressful conversation, something that's, you know, could be bring up conflict, or if you're just going into a work block where you really need to be focused, that is one of the most effective things that you can do is just take that two minute reset and really focus on your breathing, get into that emotional or neurochemical state that's going to support your ability to focus. So the other one that we talked about was really how you energize up to overcome fatigue. And there's a lot of other strategies, but this is just a really, again, a really quick way to do it. Um, and have a little fun and hopefully, you know, it makes a good talking point too, if you're ever in a public area while you're doing this. So <laughs> it works better standing up before right now, I'm just going to sit down. So we're going to take 20 really deep, forceful inhales and followed by very quick, forceful exhales. So in through the nose, out through the mouth. And then as we're doing this, we're going to clap and we're going to clap 20 times. And then at the end of that, we're going to stand up and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Want to try it? Sure. All right. So the breath is like, <sighs> okay. So 20 of those really fast while we're clapping and smiling during it. All right. <laughs> That's a lot to remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So deep breaths, clap, smile, and we'll just keep going. Okay. Ready? Got it. Go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs>
to shoot like Tinglestone your back though. What? That's what I got out of that. Yeah. So I went from kind of feeling, I don't know, maybe around a six or seven in energy to like boom up to 10. And it just, it really activates um, the feeling of kind of nostalgia and getting that energized feeling. And then with the smiling, that also puts you into that state of joy, which you can get the effects that we talked about a little while ago. So that's just one way that I love, um, especially when we're out talking to the kids, but even doing this with <laughs> at like business seminars and stuff, because it gets people moving and gets them up and around and then they can all feel silly together uh, and they get that positive benefit. So it's just an awesome little exercise to be able to do wherever and whenever you want. I think it's so incredible. And I think too, like when you're saying like, even like to make them feel a little bit silly and to get into stuff, it's like feeling energized in our body should never make us feel silly. You know, isn't that crazy? It's like the sitting and just being like stagnant is just so normal for us, but it should be like the opposite way around really, you know, like feeling good in your skin should be, you know, a, a very positive thing to be able to do. So absolutely. And that's one of those, those things where it's like that fear of, Oh no, what are they going to think of me if I start to do something like this? Who cares? How do you yes. feel and how effective are you going to be after doing it? How much closer yes. to your goal do you get to be? Because now you're energized and you can focus again. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That is a beautiful way to be able to show up as yourself authentically too, because some sometimes you walk into a room and you're like, you just feel yourself shrink, you know? Mm -hmm. But when you walk in with that kind of energy, not hopped up on caffeine energy, but real physical energy from doing things like that, it makes a world of difference in the confidence that you carry and the vibe you're putting off to the people that you're going to attract in that room anyways. Absolutely. And energy is one of the most important habits that we can develop in terms of learning how to master it. And so when we talk about high performance, it really comes down to the research that was done on the world's top what do they do differently? What makes them successful? How can we replicate that and learn how to emulate some of those characteristics or behaviors? And so the research that was done by the High Performance Institute, as well as several other academic institutions, found that there were six major uh, commonalities between people. And as you learn to develop these habits, which, you know, a habit is just an automatic way of doing something and really tapping into what we call the HP6. That's what gives the world's most successful people that edge. And so one of those is actually energy. What is the energy that we bring? How is that presence that we're bringing because of the energy? Also, clarity. How clear are you on who you are, on the goals that you have, on who you want to be, how you want to be, what you really want to accomplish, what your why is for what you do. And then also necessity. Yeah. Who else is this going to help? What if I don't accomplish this? What are, what are the reasons or things that it's going to take from me, take from the people that I love, take from the people that I'm here to serve? What is the reason why I need to do this and that this is not an option and that that plan B isn't really going to be an option for me at all? And this is especially important when we talk about entrepreneurship and being successful. And then the next one is productivity. So we there's so many people especially high performers always think that they're productive and then you give them some tools and strategies to become even more productive and it's like oh my gosh i didn't even realize that i could be that productive or that focused or knock that much out that fast because we so often yeah. have all of this like mental clutter going on um from you know oh did i leave the, the oven on when i left the house oh well i'll, I'll deal with that later to get a, a disrupted phone call to, you know, any of those distractions that come in, the thoughts that pop in our head. And so when we're not really consciously aware of that, it can actually take up to five to 10 times more time to do the same task if we don't know how to be truly productive and 100% focused. And then another is um, influence. How do we actually influence others? We have to be able to be clear on our vision, first of all, but to be able to yeah. influence and to enroll other people into our vision, to encourage them to buy from us, to encourage them to take an action that we want them to take. 
whether that's getting our kids to you know do their homework or go to bed, or if it's getting a, landing a deal or closing a sale or getting an employee to actually do the work that they need to do to be able to move your company forward. And then last but not least in that of the HP6 is courage. How often am I coming from a place of truly courageous, being my truly authentic self, and how willing am I to have those difficult conversations, to say the things that maybe mm-hmm. I don't know how somebody's going to respond or how this is going to turn out, but I know that this is what's best for this project, for this, you know, for the, my team, for me, and how do I show up consistently and courageously to speak my truth, to speak what needs to be done and not let fear stop me from taking the action that needs to be taken to achieve the goals that I have. Yes. Oh, that courage is uh, the golden nugget, the just whipped cream finisher on all of that, because that you can have all of those things and you feel like you're dialed in everywhere. But if you can't authentically step into yourself and be super courageous in letting other people see that about you, it kind of shrinks everything else that you've got going on there. So um, what would you give to somebody for advice if they struggle with that courage part of fully showing up as themselves? Uh, It depends on where it's coming from. And so coaching is kind of like, you know, when you go into a doctor's appointment, they're going to do a little bit of background, a little bit of understanding where you're at, where some of your important markers are and really determining what's driving it. And so Mm -hmm. in a general sense, I guess, a lot of times people who are lacking courage is because they don't fully want know who they are, what they really want, and they don't know how to express it. But it's usually because that fear of rejection or fear of somebody else's opinion is preventing them from thinking that it's okay to show up the way that they need to. And the first step in that really is uh, one of the things that I talk about to the kids, especially is when we look at the type of life, the type of business, the type of career that we really want to have to be able to do that really comes from learning how to live where live is um, something that I kind of created after overcoming some really tough obstacles, not only from a car accident, um, that should have taken my life and ability to walk, but then also after <laughs> overcoming an emotionally abusive divorce that just took me to complete rock bottom. And so to be able to really step into your authentic, vulnerable, true self and be able to share that with the world, we first have to learn how to love ourselves unconditionally, which is the L in live. And then that really comes from knowing what, who, what our true identity is. So I define myself as I'm an overcomer. I am limited. I will not ever let anything stop me. And there's always one thing that I can do to become successful. And knowing that identity and determining our identity is so important in creating our vision that we have for Mm -hmm. the future, for who we are, who we want to be, and how to really express that. Because so many people don't even know themselves well enough, let alone know how to show up and explain it to somebody else. And so... Once we have that vision, then it's really starting to take the steps to execute that vision with endurance. And so some of that may be, okay, even if I'm afraid of what this person might say, if I know my true identity and I know who I am and I love myself unconditionally, that doesn't mean I'm not always working for constant improvement, but I accept myself for my faults. I accept myself for my downfalls. And I know the areas that I'm having the opportunity to improve on. And making forward steps every single day to get better and better. You know what? If that other person or whatever conversation I'm having and I'm not showing up courageously, that's not going to stop me because I know that I'm on this journey of constant improvement. I love myself. I'm okay with myself. And if they don't accept that, then I still am okay with me. And it ultimately doesn't matter. Yes. Ah, so good. So good. So good. So as far as what um, Awareness Elevation does, and besides speaking to schools and businesses, what else do you guys do as part of your business? Yeah, so our primary function really is in 
helping others achieve that heightened level of success, however they mm -hmm. define that. And so, like I mentioned, the definition of high performance earlier is reaching that heightened level of success over the long term without sacrificing well-being or positive relationships. So often people think that to you know reach that that level of success that I'm after, it means that I have to grind every single day and you know not spend time with my family or not do the things that I enjoy, sacrifice my health, not work out, not sleep enough, you know, get do all of these things at the expense of reaching that next level of success. And yeah. that's actually what leads to burnout. And mm -hmm. where we see people actually not reaching the level of success that they want to because those things that society tell us or that we've been taught since, you know, at least I was when I was little, it was like, you just work all the time and you, you know, relationships come second and career is first and all of the things that almost is that um, kind of toxic approach to business or toxic approach to success and achievement. It's really about finding it's not balance, but it's a better way of being so that all areas of your life are supported in addition to that financial success that you want to achieve. And so we help people develop those six habits as well as additional levels, depending on where they're at, but to really be able to embrace um, the things that are going to make them a very well-rounded, very successful individual in all aspects of life, not just financially or career-wise. Very cool. Very cool. So I know that you were talking about too, like a big thing we talk about on the podcast in many different episodes, it tends to lead to talking about self-care and the mm -hmm. way that, and sometimes I get a little, I know that self-care is important, but in a lot of women's minds, when you say this still, they think self-care is selfish and mm -hmm. they put themselves on the back burners and they're not pursuing their goals, their dreams, their things, because there's something else more important in front of them. Speak to that. If you're not showing up as your best, how much more selfish is that? If you can't bring all of you to be able to deliver to somebody else to pour into them. As women, especially, we do. It's like, oh, well, I have to put everybody else above me or do all these other things first and I'll just sacrifice, you know, my gym time or my sleep or my this or my that. But what you're doing is you're sacrificing your ability to give to other people because you're not doing the things that are going to make you the most successful. And if you're not at the level yeah. of success that you want to be, how in the world can you ever help somebody else make Yes. Oh, so good. So good. So good. Because there are a lot of women that struggle with that. And I think that's kind of what gets them to like a burnout phase too, is, is that constant need of, it's almost like a martyr of like, I, I'm, I'm helping so many people. And then in the meantime, you know, you're struggling with yourself and it's just, we have to keep pouring into that and talking about it. I don't think it's talked about enough ever <laughs> even though we, t we tend to get there on every podcast but um it's just so incredibly important to me that women really realize that you're important too you're one of those people yeah. that need to be at the top of your to-do list because if you aren't taking care of yourself none of this other shit even matters Absolutely. it truly doesn't it, it, it really truly, doesn't. truly doesn't yeah one of my favorite quotes is by Jim Rohn, and he says, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. And if Ooh. we're not doing those things of self-care, of sleeping, of keeping our energy up, of taking care of ourselves at the level that we need to, how in the world can we ever achieve a higher level of success or encourage others to become successful? And how much are we taking from our kids or from our employees or from our coworkers if we're setting that example of, well, my my personal health is not important and because the 
business goals or this project or this or that is more important. And so therefore, what I'm telling you subconsciously is because it's not important to me, it's also not important to you. And if you ever prioritize your health and well-being over whatever I just showed you is more important, then there's something wrong with you. And that's where that feeling of insignificance or not enough or uh, a lot of the things that drive our self-perception comes from because we're yeah. not focused on doing all of the things to become that better version of us and to be effective and to help encourage others in a healthy way. Sure. Absolutely. And I think so much for personal development that has helped me personally with myself is so much. I always felt like I'm not worthy of this. And I think that you will get to the level of which you think you are worthy of being at. You know, it's like so many uh, professional speakers that you hear talk about, you know, I know Ed Milet talks about this a lot too. Like you, like whatever the temperature is there, that's where you're going to get. And it's so crazy because I know a lot of us can get to, can reminisce a story of when we were like, we've gotten this great success. Or even if it's a financial situation, we were talking about that earlier today. And it's like, I have, you know, X amount of money in my bank account, but I, that like scares me. And it's almost like people will find a way to get rid of it because they're, they don't feel worthy of having it. And then they lower themselves to another level. So that was something when you said that quote there, I just started thinking about that. Like you will achieve a level of success of which you think you're worthy of. And until you start thinking that you're worthy internally here and not getting validation from everybody else, no level of personal development or success is going to work for you unless you truly tune that into yourself here, because you can't fake that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where you're right. Like if we don't believe that we're worthy of it, we start to self-sabotage. Yeah. Back to when I was saying like our brains are wired to move us towards pleasure or away from pain. Well, we self-sabotage because we're trying to move ourselves away from pain or potential pain, which is that fear of failure because we don't think that we deserve it. We don't feel like we've done enough. And as, you know, recovering perfectionist, I get that. And I know that you and I connected a lot on that earlier too, but it's until we really do learn to love ourselves unconditionally, until we become aware of the way that we speak to ourselves, aware of the ways that we self-sabotage, aware of how we really believe and what we really believe we're truly capable of and deserve, we can't change anything. And that's where yeah. with awareness elevation, um, we, everybody talks about you know steps one through whatever. We start with step zero which is self-awareness. And so our foundational programs really focus on how to develop that level of self-awareness so you can identify your pitfalls, your roadblocks, how you're getting in your own way, what things you are doing or not doing that are going to either move you closer towards success or move you further away from it. And it's not just one facet. like It's, it's multifactorial, and there's so many things that go into that. But then it's really stacking those tools, the strategies, the science-backed, research-based strategies to be able to develop the habits, such as, you know, really controlling our mindset, which is a lot of what we had talked about too. How do I see myself? How do I talk to myself? How am I going to move myself forward or in the direction that I want to? But then it's also that mastering our physiology. So the breath work that we did being able to change our state. And when I'm saying state, it's really that neurochemical state that we experience as an emotion or a feeling of fatigue versus energized. Um, and to be able to use all of these tools and strategies to increase our productivity, to develop more influence so that we can bring people into our vision to you know, improve our sales, to improve our customer acquisition, mm -hmm. customer relationship building, or employee retention to be able to improve those relationships with the people that matter the most to us, to have heightened levels of productivity so that we have more time to spend with the people that we love doing the things that we want to that really bring us joy. And like I mentioned before, that joy really helps us become better at everything that we need to, to do to achieve the goals that we have. There was a study, um, a, a meta-analysis done from a professor at Harvard called the Happiness Advantage. And it found that people who are in a, a joyful state 
as compared to people who are in a negative or even neutral state, are up to 31% more productive, 37% better at sales. And this particular study said that physicians are 19% faster at determining an accurate diagnosis. Now, if that's what you can do by creating just that instant mindfulness and creating joy by doing something silly like breath work and clapping and, you know, those other little triggers that we can really do to get ourselves into that state. Imagine what you can Mm -hmm. do if you're 100% more productive or if your sales improve by 37%. That's what we focus on giving people the ability to do. Yeah. Wow. So cool. So cool. There's just, you have a beautiful organization and I love what you stand for. I love just everything that you're trying to do from really working with entrepreneurs and really, really, I truly appreciate the fact that you guys are really focusing on speaking with the youth as well, because that is something that is so incredibly important in today's world with everything they see on social media. They are in a judgment phase all day long, every single day doing this. And it's a comparison game. It is all this stuff that all of us, when we were teenagers, were like, we're acutely aware of what is going on around us. But now it's open to worldwide comparison of everybody's highlight reels. And you don't see all the nasty crap that's happening or their bad days or their bad moods or poor decisions. It's like they're winning all the time. Like to me, it's like just flashing lights all the time of like winning, winning, winning. So when these kids fail at something, it is almost like that's the worst four letter word that could come out of their mouth is that they failed at something. And my biggest goal with my kids is to get them used to failing at a lot of things. And then what do you pick out of this failure? So I think it's so incredibly important because even like the younger generation, like the, the kids that are even 10, 20 years younger than me that come to work at my business, you can tell that it's like, if they messed up on something, it is almost as if they are ashamed of themselves rather Mm -hmm. than just, oops, I made a mistake. And it's so difficult to identify between the two of them. Like failure is not a person, it's an event. And being able to explain that to these kids so that they don't beat themselves up and they don't think it's the end of my world because something negative or a failure happens to them. So thank you as a parent for spreading that message and for getting out into the schools and being able to speak to them because it is very much appreciated because we know there's not enough of it happening. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you are absolutely right. And that's why that's a huge contributor actually to teen suicide, but suicide in general, we get stuck thinking there's only, you know, two options, either face the failure, which you know, does have to happen. But so often it's that I can't face this rejection. I can't face this failure. And so the only way that I can rationalize it is by ending everything. And that yeah. yes. doesn't have to be the case. There, We can always bounce back. We can always overcome. We can always change our trajectory. And that's where that, that really staying committed to focusing on what is that one more thing, that one more step, even if it's a baby step, Hey, at least I'm baby step further along the road than what I was before. And our current circumstances is never our final destination unless we choose to stay there. But that commitment to persevering and overcoming. And when we know our identity and when I was talking about, like, I identify as an overcomer and limitless, that's because I've been in situations where it literally was like, okay, you're about to die. And either you figure out yeah. how to go through this or this life support's going away. <laughs> like going yeah. through super, super challenging struggles. And then being told, you know, I got told I would never walk again because I had a car wall on top of me. It was like, that's not an option to me. I wear stilettos and I, I am training for a marathon. <laughs> how do I do this? I don't care what you just told me I'm incapable of. Tell me how. And if you won't tell me how, I will figure it out on my own. And that's where surrounding ourselves with supportive community because those days I wanted to give up, like my mom was my cheerleader going, nah, you said you're going to do this. You can overcome anything. Look at all of these things that you've already done, all of these things that you've already overcome. 
and having those those people who don't let you fail and remind you of your greatness and remind you of how you can succeed and everything that you've done previously to, to do that and what more you're capable of. That is so important. And so many of the students, but also just in, in adult life as well, it's we get so focused on what I can't do or what so-and-so told me I, I would never accomplish or never be able to do or I'm not worthy of something. And we forget how great we really are. We forget what we're capable of. And if we can't remind ourselves, we need to have those people around us who are going to do it on the armor days. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, talking about your business, talking to us and through us with all of the things that you have shared with us today to help us get into a better mindset, just get us to start thinking about ways that we can work on our own personal development and areas in where we can improve and actually celebrate the the things that we have overcome and accomplished. It really is super incredible. Um, if someone wants to get a hold of you, Lynn, and they want to learn more about your business, what is the best place to do that? And then I know that you had a little something for the listeners too. I'll let you tell them about that. So the best way to reach us is um, by visiting the website, which is awarenesselevation.com. And we actually have a free gift. So if anybody is curious as to how they kind of compare to the world's highest performers or areas that they can focus on improving and areas that if they grow in and really put time and attentive effort into that by making some micro shifts, they're able to elevate their overall level of success. Um, we have a free assessment. It's normally $97 and it's called the High Performance Indicator. And they can um, go ahead and take that on our website. So have them go to awarenesselevation.com forward slash HPI. So for high performance indicator and going through that assessment will hopefully give them a little bit more clarity in just areas that they can focus on. And if they find that they need more support and more help um, in getting there and really kind of overcoming some of those roadblocks or barriers or self-sabotage or all of the things that we talked about, uh, reach out to us through our either online form or give us a call or email us. And we're happy to match you with a coach that is um, going to be a good fit for you. And then also if, if you have students or schools that you know need just that message of positivity and encouragement and helping some of the students overcome that, we would love to get into more schools as well. Excellent. 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 I'm going to send you some of those too, because I did some research after I talked to you last time. So I would love to see you be able to get into some of the schools around here and there's a lot of them. So hopefully you can come to Arizona. Yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) So at the end of every podcast, I always ask everyone the same question because I think it's very fascinating as to how people resonate with the term ladies kicking ass. So if you hear that terminology and um, are introduced to a community where it is called ladies kicking ass, what would you expect and what does that motto mean to you? Hmm. I love that question that you ask. And What it really means to me is seeing somebody stepping fully into their greatness. And so by first answering that question of who are you and who would you be if the world never told you who you could be? And once we know that answer to that, see a community of women who are, you know, choosing that their identity is I'm kicking ass. I'm an overcomer. I'm limitless. I'm, you know, a high achiever. I'm, a family person. I, success doesn't have to be just financial. Like it can be, I'm an awesome mom. I'm a, you know, kick-ass aunt. I'm a great friend. Something that you're really internalized is having high value and living and breathing that every single day and taking consistent action towards your goals and however you define success. Beautiful. That's so good. So good. I love when people incorporate that it's not just your business and it's not just financial and women can kick ass in so many different areas and we're very multifaceted little beings. (laughs) 
And I think it's such a beautiful celebration of everything that we can be. So thank you again so much, Lynn for your time today, for all your expertise in everything around personal development. And I can't wait to work with you further on some other stuff. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on and looking forward to supporting you and any of your listeners in any way we can. Thank you. Thanks for being part of the Ladies Kicking Ass community. Cheers to all you badass women out there. Keep rocking your power, igniting your fire, and making waves in the service industry. If you loved today's episode, please do me a quick favor. Take a screenshot, post it, and tag us at Ladies Kicking Ass. Be sure to include the link to your favorite episode. Your support in spreading the word means the world to us as we aim to empower even more women. Hit that subscribe button to stay tuned for more kick-ass episodes. And don't forget, a five-star review is the ultimate high five. Connect with us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you for being part of our tribe. Now go kick some serious ass, lady. Hey, ladies. Have you ever considered starting your own podcast? Or hell, maybe you already have one, but you're looking for someone awesome to collaborate with, or maybe get some mentorship or some questions answered as to how people are doing certain things on their podcasts. Well, I'd love to introduce you to my friend, Joanne Bull, and her incredible new podcast, Her Network. Ladies Kicking Ass is part of this network, and I would love to invite you to come on over, join the party. If you haven't started a podcast yet, great, we'll help you get started. If you have a podcast and you want to make it better, great, come join the party. If you're looking for guests, collaborations, just how-tos to do anything, or you just really want to be part of an awesome chick click of women that are doing badass things, come over, join us at the Podcast Her Network with my friend Joanne Bolt. Open up the show notes. There is a link in there to get any and all information that you might need about this incredible opportunity.